now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea, piping hot. So grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands.
Miracle Brokers International is Cayman's premier source for all your packing, moving, and logistics needs. Whether it's moving a baby grand piano for a concert or moving halfway around the world, we have you covered with our team of local and international experts. MBI has over 30 years of industry experience and are able to get the job done for you right the first time. Contact us today for all your packing, moving, shipping, and logistics needs at 949-5989 or email info at miraclebrokers.com. Backstage. What does that mean? Good morning. Good morning. There we go. That's I can hear you, but I can't see you. <laughs> that sounds really like, clear. That's nice. Um, Make a slight adjustment to your oh, camera. Oh, that's weird. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. We have 136 wow. people already online. Good morning, everyone. Wow. In case some of you are wondering what's going on, we are on live with Kiss oh, 106. Live. Yes, we're live. All right. <laughs> we are live. <laughs> Why with, can we not? Uh, can with, this. Do, do you want me to pull working? you back back from being live for a quick second? Do you need another minute? <laughs> no, it's almost like uh, the wide angle is not working. Yeah. I'll just put it on me. I don't. I don't know how you've got it flipped, but let me let me see if I can. Uh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, we I go. can adjust Perfect. it slightly. All right. Good so morning. good morning, guys. How are you? We are Great. good. You? We are. Yeah, it's our thanks. first morning on the uh, on the air. Yes. <laughs> We're back after four years on Kiss FM. Uh, so it's nice. going well so far. We haven't really we haven't really messed up on the show yet. Good. Still time. It's like there riding a bicycle. Plenty of time. Still time. It's very early. Still seven twenty-five. <laughs> hey, did you make it to Jerk Fest yesterday? <laughs> no, I was actually in Kim and Brack this weekend. Ooh, oh, okay. nice. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, I was on the not unfortunately, but <laughs> I was on the rack <laughs> doing a little, a little bit of R and R, a little bit of work. You know how it goes. Mm -hmm. But how was it? Great event. We had about uh, five hundred fifty people. Wow. We had twelve of K Man's best uh, jerkers. Is that how you say That's, it? I, I <laughs> like to say it that way. Yeah. I, I, that probably isn't the right word. No. Um, what do you say? Um, but I don't. I don't know what you call somebody who who does jerking. Yeah. For a living, but um, <laughs> don't even don't even go there. All right, <laughs> uh, we're going just, down a rabbit hole. Did not sound right. It didn't. You're right. <laughs> wrong. Definitely yeah. wrong. Yeah, and people from the Caribbean, they just uh, they're they're like, what? So was it just jerk <laughs> chicken, or were people doing all sorts of jerk? So we had. Um, I'll give you the uh, the winner. So we had a best uh, booth. We had twelve of them. And then we had Best Jerk Chicken because we had a panel of judges. And then we had the People's Choice Award. Oh, nice. And I keep looking at the clock because we're live in 50 seconds. So uh, Best Decorated Booth went to Dada's Chicken. Nice. Best for the People's Choice. So people that went there chose Dada's Chicken as the best. That was $1,000. Wow. Uh, best Jerk Chicken by the judges was Nick Roy Henry. And he's a chef uh, at one of the supermarkets. Kirk. <clears throat> Um, and best trick item by the judges was 500 bucks. That went to good old days. All right, Sandy, hold right. on. We're going to go live. Okay. All right.
106.1 KISS FM. Blake and Aaron, we are live did on KISS FM. You did that. Did I just whistle? Well done. I Joe do Bros it. and yeah. Sucker. Are I you, really like it. you a fan of the Joe Bros? I'm I'm not like, I'm impartial, but I do like yeah. it. And I just, uh, I watch a lot of like old Billy on the Streets, you know? I, right. I love Billy Eichner. So uh, I just actually watched, I think over the weekend, that one popped up with the Jonas Brothers. I love it. He just accosts people on the streets in New York. He's like, ma'am, the Jonas Brothers are back. And just goes up in people's faces and says it. And it's hilarious. I like them. It was a good one. I like them. Yeah. Good boy band. They're like all boys? married. They're like all married now. Yeah. Not really boy band then. Yeah. Um, it is uh, Blake and Aaron. We are on KISS FM, our first show back. And we are happy to get into today's top news headlines as well. So let's do it. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Sandy is on with us. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. Anything crazy happen over the weekend? What's yes. uh, what are the top news headlines this morning? So I'm, this I'm morning, nervous. Yeah. I'm oh, nervous. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't Mo- chat actually yeah. <laughs> about the headlines. And we're not in it. Just make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mondays are always a little bit crazy um, because so much happens over the weekend. So we've got car accidents to report. There were three major ones just within a couple hours last night. So we'll be talking a little bit about those. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about two shootings over the weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, super there crazy. was one at, uh, at Jungle Bar. Is that one of yeah. them? Yeah, well, that's confirmed. Um, the initial reports were, you know, he kind of got shot in his privates. Yes. That quite didn't happen. It was the thigh. So close, but he lucked out. Thank goodness. Yes. And then we're actually going to be talking about government ministers misbehaving. Hmm. Oh. I'll let you cover that one, Sandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody hurt over the weekend when the, in the car accidents or are they just kind of um, No one dead, which is a good thing. Um, I think there were some injuries. There's a guy who got mowed down on his bicycle. Oh, last yeah. night. Wow. That was actually a hit and run. Not cool. Uh, um, so yeah, the driving is crazy on this island. Horrendous. Slow down. There's no. Yeah. I mean, in any time that we're in our car, everyone sees it. We see about fifty crazy drivers in a span yeah. of five minutes, and it's just it's not worth it. You could you could hurt someone or yourself. It's just not worth it. Yeah. I have uh, crazy. I have a funny story. So I did this. We're going to talk about it coming up okay. uh, shortly at seven forty-five. But it, I I scored a role in the new Nicolas Cage movie. So I was oh. I'm, I'm playing a cop actually, right? <laughs> So we filmed on Saturday. And I'll tell you about that coming okay. up. So, but there were four of us that got picked as cops to play, mm-hmm. and so we're actually in a scene with Ron Perlman, which was cool. Oh, nice. Um, so we were. So when we, there's a lot of sitting around, so yeah. I, we're hanging out. The cops, you know, they got selected as four of us, and so we're all like, "Well, what do you guys do? What do you do?" And uh, one of the the women, her name is Sam. She goes, "Oh, I'm a homicide detective for RCIPS." Oh, she really is. She really is a cop. I think that was a really good yeah. casting. And she like leads the whole department oh, does for forensics oh. and she's a detective, wow. which is pretty cool. So, That's you know, cool. of course, I'm Did talking about- you get her about, number? I got her number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I that on. Yeah. So, we, uh, so I'm talking to her about, you know, kind of things that are what she does and all that. It's kind of cool. But, yeah. Um, well. But that's when the news came out about the jungle bar thing. And then, she, you know, she's, oh. she's like, yeah, that's, that's not me because nobody, nobody died. So- Oh, which, so is good. Only- <laughs> which is good. So- Sandy, your show is coming up at uh, 7.30? Or- yeah, we're going to start it right after I'm done with you. And by the way, let me just say yeah. that uh, we've just got this. So you guys will get a bit of an exclusive here. 
There yep. is an accident, folks, um, in Savannah. Look at this, a dump truck and a car <sighs> trying oh, to merge by Savannah primary and just didn't make it. <laughs> so they have just Which collided one? with each other. Isn't that crazy? It was trying to merge the dump truck or the car. Um, it's hard to tell. It's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, in that picture, I'm not a thousand percent sure. I'm sure we'll get a little bit of info here from our you tipster. Know, well, say, traffic I, just I got hate, worse. I hate dump worse. trucks. Yeah, they drive too fast. I nearly got killed by one. Yeah. Uh, before, not here, but they just can't see you. Right. They're too no. high. No. And they they drive way too fast. You know yeah. what dump truck went by me on the opposite side of the road on South yeah. Sound, and a rock flew out of. I don't even know how it happened, but it cracked my windshield. Wow. On the opposite side, not even in front, usually where it would kick a rock back. From the opposite side, just passing me, it was going that fast that it chipped my windshield. Wow. And they won't pay for that. Yeah. Andy, thanks for that exclusive. Uh, so traffic's going to be crazy there. Yeah. I'm, sure the car, I'm, I'm understanding in this instance, a truck actually had the right of way. And mm. the car was trying to beat the truck, which just never, that Hot never works. Heart. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right CMR guys. coming up on cool. Sandy's show. So we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, 720. All right, Sandy? Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Bye. guys. All right. Blake and Aaron show. It is Kiss FM time. It's 732 right now. Hilo jackpot coming up again next hour. Your chance to win a $500 gas card from Rubus. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about Hollywood in Cayman. And Aaron's Dirty is next. Awesome, folks. So check that out. Um, let me just kick them out of the studio. There we go. Uh, two studios merging together. Isn't that pretty cool? Okay, so I've got my tea piping hot today. Um, I went with a um, blue acai and something or another. So it's like blueberries. I've got some uh, apples for breakfast and some water. So we got a lot to talk about this morning. What an unbelievably crazy weekend. Of course, here in CMR, we believe in manners. So I will say good morning to the usual suspects. Um, some of you do your little Chinese name. Unfortunately, I don't read Chinese or Japanese or whatever that's supposed to be. So um, if you want your name to uh, show up, please just type it in the comment section and I'm happy to do it. Um, so good morning. Um, uh, this person says morning, Sandy, yet another fabulous show that they're looking for. I could always make up a name like bling, 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 bling or something. Uh, good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Leanne. Emma is here. Good morning. Amjad, Leroy, morning to you. Elizabeth, good morning. Louie, top of the morning to you. Joining us from the beautiful Detroit. Samia's here. And Dean. Uh, John, yes, we have just announced this accident in Savannah. Um, so thank you so much for that. All right, so we got a couple photos coming in. Thank you guys very, very much. Uh, slow down. If you don't know how to merge properly, um, go back to driving school. One of these days I wanna take a little tip here and ask all of you, how many of you actually went to driver's education? In the US, we do like a real class, like it's like a legit, a class. I don't, I don't know about the rest of you, but did you do driver's ed? I'm kind of curious, because some of the stuff I see going on, I don't know. Uh, Kizzy, John, Andine, uh, Cecil is here. Thank you so much. Miss Sue, of course, is here. Tammy, Lulu, Trisha, 
Mr. David uh, joining us. David, remind me of where you're at again. I know you're somewhere in the U.S. Is it the U.S. or Canada or the U.K.? Can't even remember right now. Uh, Miss Julie's here. Anne-Marie, Sylvia, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, so, yes, Aaron, Blake and Aaron are back on um, KISS 106.1. So remember they used to do a morning show on 107.1 for about 10 years and then I think they decided to, um, as they call it, adulting. So they went and they got married to other people, not each other. A lot of people think that they're married to each other. And they're actually not. Um, they're just co-hosts. But yes, they've, they've gotten married. They've had kids. I think Aaron has two boys. And I believe Blake has a son. And uh, yeah, so they, are, they were doing their thing. They took a little four-year hiatus. And now they're back. And I think that um, the platform on 106.1 kind of fits where they're at in their lives. So they're a little bit older. You know, some time has passed. Um, they're not quite the jokesters that they used to be. So there's some segments like War of the Roses. Do you guys remember that one? I always just enjoy listening to that. They won't be doing that particular segment anymore, but they'll bring back a lot of the fan favorites. So um, check them out later on. Uh, Corrine, thank you so much. Good morning. Um, Corrine says that she went to the Jerk Fest this weekend and it was really nice and she attends every time that it takes place. So next year, I think I got to mark it on my calendar early, but I ended up going to the BRAC this weekend. So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about that. Really good trip. Good morning, Marva. Um, Marva says Kiss 106.1 is the best. Omeria's here. Good morning, Celine, Siobhan. Dion, thank you so much for tuning in. Irvlin, of course, is here. Um, Thomas, yes, I think that's exactly uh, what has happened, is the car was trying to merge, and um, mm -mm -mm -mm. oh, God, we have so much breaking news today. Can I just tell you guys, it is a crazy, it was a crazy weekend, and, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. I don't even know which incident to start with. Two gun gun related incidents. Um. So yeah. Plus politicians already misbehaving. Mm. Y'all need to. Mm, we're gonna talk about it. So good morning, Thomas. Yes, that vehicle is definitely at fault. Um. So you know when you don't know how to merge. Um, so I'm just posting this for the benefit of, cause I'll start getting all these messages perhaps <sighs> from people who were like, what's going on? Why is the traffic so bad? Well, now you know why in the vicinity of Savannah primary, which is already a congested area and that's uh, super busy. Now you're not going to get to work on time if you are stuck in that hot mess. So unfortunate, but there you have it. At least now you got a little real-time traffic alert to know exactly what's going on. I've just posted a few photos on that social media for those of you who need to forward that to anybody else who's going to be late to work today. Um, yes, I just got another one. Thank you so much. So quite a few people. Um, so 
So quite a few people uh, da, 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 are um, going to be stuck in that, unfortunately. Yeah, I, get, I just got another angle. And sure enough, mm -mm, mm -mm, just bad driving. Absolutely bad driving. There you have it. So there were a number of unfortunate deaths over the weekend. We'll talk about those coming up here on the show as well. Uh, there was one that was being reported that, thankfully, the person's still alive. Thank God we didn't put it up. Oh, Y'all need to stop killing people off when they're really not dead. Um, so here's another angle on that accident. And you can definitely see that car I was trying to beat. I think this is where, right before Savannah, um, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, they were trying to beat the end of the merge lane because that lane sort of ends right in that area. Hmm. Let me tell you, folks, um, just slow down. It really isn't worth it. Now that is that a Honda. I can't even tell. But um, that vehicle, mm, I think it's a Toyota, actually. That's not the Honda symbol. I think it could be a Toyota or a Hyundai. It's some kind of circular looking um, symbol in the vehicle. But now that vehicle um, you know, it's going to be in the repair shop for a minute. Uh, so yes, madness. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Uh, what else have we got uh, in terms of morning greetings? Thank you very, very much. Uh, good morning, Miss Judy. Good morning, Raymond. Miss Sue says she hates dump trucks. Her worst nightmare. Well, I tell you what, they're not as bad as those like 16 wheelers in the States. Woo! If you've ever driven next to one of those doing like 80 miles an hour, the, the draft that they like, they will literally pull your vehicle. Uh, if you're driving a smaller car, you can feel it. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit later on about when I first I had my first car. I mean, I, I knew how to drive a while before that, but I had um, never really owned a car. So I got my first car and within days of getting my first car, I almost got wiped out by like a 16 wheeler. That's when you had double, you had double angels on your shoulder and it just wasn't your time. Cause trust me, I, I literally saw that accident in front of me. And you know, you have a moment when your life just kind of flashes before your eyes and you're like, uh, is this it? Hmm. Good morning, Miss Alice. Good morning, Miss uh, Marva. She says she loves the new show vibes. Um, good morning, Catherine. Josephine is here. Maria, good morning. Corrine says, my tea this morning is green tea with purple. Oh my God, you are such a liar. No way. I'm having the exact same tea. I couldn't remember the full name just now. N you're kidding me. See? exact same tea. What are the chances? I mean, literally, I have a tea drawer full of like 15 different teas because we like teas around here. Although I feel like I, for a person who says that, I hardly drink tea. But this morning I was like, I haven't had tea in a while. I'm going to drink some tea. And I picked out the exact same one that Karina's having. What? I didn't get any chance to put any honey in it, but that is just too, that is just too bizarre. I mean, if, <laughs> It's a small world, yes, but that's still quite a coincidence, don't you think? Uh, Miss Beulah, good morning, my friend. Blissful Powell is here. Debbie is here. Um, Louisa, Olivia, Brandon, 
Jonathan, Vanessa, good morning. Vanessa, do you have a new boyfriend? I feel like you just posted a photo with a new man in your life. Uh, David's in London, thank you for reminding me. Shernette, good morning. Good morning, Kay. All right, so what should we kick off the discussion with this morning? Should we start off with the politicians first? I kind of feel like we need to do that. Good morning, Virtuous, Felicia, Ali, Joy, Lily Boo is here. Um, those trucks have a blind spot and that's exactly why when you're merging with them, you should know that as a driver of a smaller vehicle, right? Janetta, good morning, Miss Joy from Texas. Catherine says people always drive crazy in that area. Uh, Thomas has a good eye. He says it's a Toyota Mark X. There you go. Marshall, good morning to you. Um, I love this because I always say this too, Andine, that people need to realize that they don't see cars in the hospital or in the morgue. That's right. The car, well, the car can be completely destroyed, but the most important thing is your life. So be cautious, right, Miss Donna? JVL Speakers is here. Miss Anne is in quarantine. Good morning. Um, Louis says he once drove a 18-wheeler, oh, for 10 years, over a million miles. Wow. Crazy. Good morning, Sir Bishop Blair. So good to see you. Sabrina is here. Miss Darlene from the UK. Um, yes, we can talk about that in a minute. Good morning, Miss Sue says. Um, in the UK, they're the same. Bad on the motorways, huge things. Uh, ginger tea and turmeric. Um, I have that one too, but for some reason, I just didn't pick it up this morning, which is interesting. Uh, coffee and Cayman bun and cheese. That's what Anne is having for breakfast. Nice. Good morning, Miss Bonnie. We got the tea for you. Leroy is here. Uh, Allie says, let's get to it. Politicians first. Buenos dias, Elizabeth. Good morning, Rita. Good morning, uh, Miss Morna. All right, let's dig into the politicians. Because I suppose for most of you, that's probably going to be the hottest tea of the morning. So, um, mm -mm -mm. a big shout out to another viewer who's having her tea as well. So here's the thing. Um, oh, Lord, these politicians. Ugh. Sometimes I feel like I could really like strangle some of them like legit. They don't learn. They're not, they're not the best at learning from the mistakes of others. You know, like honestly, they are horrendous at not repeating the same mistakes. How hard can it be? Mm, mm, mm. Let me sip on my green tea and that purple acai blueberry, Joe. Anyway. You know, when you're a new politician, you think that behaving, at least for the first, first six months on the job, would be possible. Because you're behind. Let me remember, I'm trying to remember those little old ladies that are watching me in the physio department right now. So let me be very careful with the words I'm using. And we do have young people that are also watching. You're still on probation. And I know you think that the people cannot fire you until the next four years. And then three months before the next election, you'll start behaving, you'll start doing stuff again, and um, you know it'll be okay. Well, 
Not quite, okay? Because guess what? CMR is here. Mm -hmm. In case you missed that memo, because some of you missed it during the election. Some of you missed it during the protests. CMR is here and we refuse to allow our politicians um, to get away with bad behavior. That was the norm before. That will no longer, we're like the sheriff. The sheriff is in town. So much has changed, right? And I think what happens is these young kids, the young politicians, I call them kids, but they're young men and women. Um, they are looking at what has come before them, which trust me, is no shining example whatsoever. <laughs> Believe me, you, the average serving politician has been in there up until this last group. They've probably adjusted the average down, but an average of like 20 years. And honestly, they have been horrible. And I'm not always talking about the job that they do as a minister or a politician, like the official job. Although most of those are less than stellar as well. I'm talking about all the personal shenanigans that serve to distract people, the people of this country and you as a politician from what you should really be focusing on. So let's talk about some of that behavior and why it's no longer gonna be acceptable. First of all, like I said, there's a new sheriff in town, CMR is here. And if you guys think for one minute that we will not discuss your poor behavior, just like we did the progressives, you've got to be kidding yourself. We don't run, we don't curry favor with nobody when you're not doing the right thing. If you're doing the right thing, I am more than happy to sit here all day and sing your praises and give you positive reinforcement, good shout out. You know, you can come on the program, all that great stuff. That's all fine and dandy. But when you're not, you will not be getting a pass. You will uh, not be ignored for a lack of a better word. Your bad behavior will be highlighted just like everybody else's bad behavior. And so this is going to be the one warning shot that you get. Because, you know, I try to be a very fair person. Okay. So what I want to say to you is when you look at people, the likes of a Makiva Bush, of an Alden McLaughlin, who's been in there for donkey years, um, who else would be more senior that's been on the, uh, you know, a Mr. Um, Moses or whoever. Um, who else, who else is in there for a while? Uh, Mr. McTaggart, he hasn't been in there quite as long, but when you look at these guys, you think, oh, they've been in there 15, 20 years, multiple terms, and they kind of do whatever they want. All the womanizing in the world, all the, you know, solicitation, all this kind of stuff. And you think that you can follow suit and you can follow in their footsteps. Don't do it. Things are different now, right? They got started 40 years ago in the case of Mr. Bush. So he has acquired a little bit of a, I guess, um, pass mark with a lot of his followers, but not so much so because he almost got taken out this last election. So I hope y'all were paying attention. He's not the powerhouse that he once was. 
But that took, that's a 40 year political career. You don't have the benefit of a 40 year political career. So don't go in there, new minister, newly elected some of you and start acting the fool because that's exactly what you're doing. And I'm not impressed. Now, I'm, like I said, I'm not talking about their job as ministers and that sort of thing. I'm talking about the other stuff that makes you look bad in the eyes of the people and the people are already talking, okay? So listen to me and listen to me good. You have an opportunity of a lifetime following the likes of, I'm just gonna call it how I see it, Mr. Bush, it's not something you should be esteeming to. Mr. Bush has had his full career. It has been marred with, unfortunately, um, a lot of issues. Let's put it that way. You know, he doesn't walk away with a stellar five-star mark on his political career because of decisions that he has made. Now, he keeps getting a second chance, and God knows, I feel like this is going to be his last chance. And if he doesn't get it right this time, you know, it just means that he is not capable of getting it right ever. And sometimes that's just the case. Despite our best efforts, there are people, folks, cannot help themselves. That's why you need therapy and you need a lot of it. Because, you you know, some of us are just very self-destructive in the way that we operate. And because of that, we need to constantly go to therapy and have the therapist tell us, okay, maybe you don't want to engage in this behavior. Maybe you don't really want to be drinking because every time you drink, you get in trouble and you're sloppy, you're a sloppy drunk and you're already doing the most. You need that constant reminder of the fact that you need to behave. Well, when other people come along, these newly elected politicians or new ministers, and they start to follow suit with some of these old heads, I think, first of all, you don't have a 40-year political career. You don't have that kind of clout. And I don't care how many um, numbers you won the election by, what percentage points, whatever, you do not have that kind of clout. So don't make it go to your heads. And I think you know, I've had a few people say to me, mm, I have concerns about how this minister is already acting. Like this position is really going to his head. Now, listen, you've heard me say in this program before that perception is reality. If that is a perception of one quarter of the people on this island, you can rest assured that that will start spreading like wildfire in this community. And the same way you were removed by a large percentage point, you can be removed by just you were put in, my, my apologies, by a large percentage point, you can be removed by just one vote. So shape up, get your shit together, right? This is a job. You're still on probation for heaven's sake. We are expecting better of you and we will hold you accountable. Now, the only reason I'm not going into the details this morning of exactly what went down is because I'm saying to you, and I want you to listen to me very, very clear. This is your one shot. This is me firing a warning shot to all MPs, but in particular, the PAC members. Do not follow the likes of some people who 
unfortunately will mess up no matter what and how many opportunities they get. They want to take you on a trip to the brack and they start drinking and acting the fool and soliciting women and doing the most. You don't do it. You be on your best frigging behavior. Because at the end of the day, everything you say and you do, someone is paying attention to. I want you all to read. Allie says, so no tea. You're not going to get the direct tea this morning, but Allie, you got to read in between the lines and hear what I'm saying. So those of you who are married, men, and you are approaching women and talking to women and trying to engage in other such behavior, stop it. It's not a good look for a politician. And we no longer want politicians who are engaging in that type of activity. People, the streets are talking. This is, this is the 21st century, first of all. We are in 2021. We are in the hashtag Me Too, post hashtag Me Too movements. Although Keyman didn't really have much of one. And so these are things that you need to take into consideration. Times have changed. Even from four years ago, just because you are a minister does not mean that you get to act the fool. You just got in as a minister. Don't let it go to your head, okay? Be on your best behavior, okay, at all times. Assume, this is a way for you to be on your best behavior. Morning, Mitzi, Charlene, Karen, Jalissa, Cameron is here, Sky. Here's the, here's the best way for you to just be on your P's and Q's on your best behavior. That senior politician comes to you and say, oh, let's go out to the bar. You think about it, hmm. I go to the bar with sloppy alcoholic who should be in Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I know where that's going to lead. Let me just assume that CMR is there. Just assume every time you go out that CMR is there watching and listening because we have eyes and ears everywhere. Okay, that's what I'm saying to you. If we have eyes and ears everywhere, if you make the assumption that we are constantly watching you, then you shouldn't go wrong because you know at some point you're going to get exposed. Take that approach. You're walking down the street and you see the neighbor walking by and her little tidy, tidy shorts and you're like, oh God, she looks so good today. Let me say something to her. Don't do it. Assume that CMR is right there with her. And if you say it, it's going to come back to us. The thing is, you have so many important things to do in terms of fixing the country. (laughs) Like, I don't even know where you guys have the time to be out there trying to engage in bad behavior. You shouldn't have the time. Now, let me talk about um, Cayman Brack for a little bit. Now, you know, the Brack is a special place. Um, I really enjoy going to the Brack. Let me shout out to the Alexander Hotel. Uh, We've stayed there the last couple of times that we went. Great facility, by the way. And people have not, 
on the BRAC, people have a lot of time on their hands, more so than we do. So they tend to talk a lot and they share a lot of information, even with me as a non-BRACer. So this weekend, Juliana and Mr. Bush sponsored some celebration at this multi-purpose hall. I don't even know what the point of this celebration was, to be quite frank and honest. Um, it was it was some ridiculousness that they were trying to. Um, it's like they made up a reason to have an event, basically. And so this was called. Let me just see if I can find it. Um, it was called something about Parliament, some Parliament reopening, some foolishness. Um, I'm trying to see if I could find the flyer. It doesn't even look like I have the flyer here. But anyway, just, just a reason to use that hall. Which, by the way, stick a pin. Not for nothing, but that hall has been there for like 10 years and has never been used. Do you guys remember the last time I went to the BRAC? I had a lot of BRACers asking me, what is the purpose of this hall? Why is it here? They run the air conditioning at the hall 24-7. And they've never had a function at the hall. The function had the hall has been uh, has not been used for some 10 years. Oh, yes, thank you, my good listeners, paying attention, and they're going to send me this flyer. So Mr. Bush and Juliana decide to have this event. Um, and it's called Parliament of the Cayman Islands, the recognition of the parliament attaining autonomous status. Ugh, what is that? I don't even know what that means. Multi-purpose hall next to the Bluff Sports Complex. They had this on June the 5th, which was on Saturday evening at uh, 6 p.m. So the recognition of such a significant milestone and historic achievement will take place in the form of a reception. Refreshments and entertainment will be provided. Why the BRAC had to have this, only God knows, but whatever. You know, we give, we give Juliana and Mr. Moses, although he was not part of this, he was in attendance. We give them all a little opportunity to feel like they're special and they get to put on these events that really mean nothing. The recognition of the parliament attaining autonomous status. Who even came up with that ridiculous title? What the hell does that mean? But months later, after the fact, because remember, um, parliament was set up. Um, when did we do the name change? At least four or five months ago. So the Brockers finally get to celebrate in that, I guess was the purpose of this. And um, they had this event. So a number of ministers went to the BRAC for the event. There were some persons who did not attend. Uh, Mr. Um, Moses was there and he was observed by people at his table making comments about, oh yeah, he'll support stuff that the PAC does as long as it's for Cayman BRAC and Little Cayman. I really wish we would get out of this small mindedness. Oh, it must be for East End. Remember that? Oh, it has to be for Brack or Little Cayman. Otherwise, I'm not going to support it. Don't be stupid. We are three islands. If Grand Cayman doesn't succeed, folks, Cayman Brack or Little Cayman not going nowhere either. <laughs> Just in case you didn't get that memo. You can't um, separate yourself. This isn't like succession from the union. You know, you don't get to, to break from Grand Cayman. Oh, we're going to be our own little island now. We're going to be an independent country. When we hire politicians that have a little bit more common sense than that, you would know 
that those types of comments should never be passed at a dining room table. So apparently he was having a conversation with Mr. Bush and Mr. Bush said, oh, I'm going to hold you to that because he's like, yeah, I'll support, you know, the government. And Mr. Bush said, I'll hold you to that. And then Moses said, oh, yeah, but only if it's for Cayman Brack or Little Cayman. That's why you should have retired and given the position of somebody who has a little bit more sense than you. With all due respect, Mr. Moses, your colonel. Nicholas DaCosta, are you paying attention to the program? Because I hope to God next time you're ready. Because I don't think you'd make such a stupid statement. But we keep electing these jokers. So this multi-purpose hall, this multi-million dollar multi-purpose hall has been sitting there for 10 years getting no use. Um, someone said that they basically heard this was her celebration party, her being um, Juliana O'Connor Conley. I don't know, folks. You know, they're making the government pay for it. That's why they're trying to make it a parliamentary event. Uh, the ministers went up. Some of them went to the event and they traveled. Um, he hosted a dinner the evening before at his house um, where people could have a little bit of refreshment and food and whatever. You know, and supporters of some of the MPs that went, were in attendance um, also went up for the functions. Let me tell you who I saw there. Uh, Isaac was there. Um, I actually saw him at the shop. Uh, the Brackers call it Shoppy. The correct pronunciation, people, is Shop. I don't know where y'all get Shoppy from, but I do believe that that's the English version of the word Shop, the English spelling, not Shoppy. But anyway, I digress. So I saw him at the shop. He pulled in, and I think he saw me, and then he drove off and ran off. Um, so he was there. Jay was there, Minister Jay Ebanks. Minister Kenneth Bryan, uh, Minister Chris Saunders, uh, Mr. McKeever Bush, Speaker of Parliament, Juliana O'Connor, Kathy Wilkes, and um, Parliamentary Secretary, Ms. Kathy Wilkes, and uh, Sabrina Turner, Minister, Minister of Health. Um, did I catch everybody? Right? So when you go to functions like this, you're literally just in Cayman Brack. You haven't really gone anywhere far a 20 minute plane by jet. And so maybe you start to hang out with a certain senior official and you start to have a few drinks. And some of you did stuff that I was like, were they drunk? And my little spies were telling me, nope, they weren't drunk. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, you mean to tell me that you'd be misbehaving and you don't even have the excuse of being drunk? At least... With McKeever, the last time we were like, yeah, you know, he was drunk. That's not really an excuse, but it was something. You're misbehaving and you're sober as hell. What's wrong with you? Don't do it. Let me tell you a story. There is a certain individual who ran for political office. And I've been sitting on this uh, story for a minute. Um... And to be quite frank, I didn't know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? It was just such a bizarre thing. But this person went to interview with um, the publisher, I think that's her name, of Cayman Compass for the job of whatever, co-hosting over at Rooster. Political candidate who was unsuccessful in a male. You can do the math from there. And they made a comment to 
the publisher during the course of this job interview that was so offensive to her and of a sexual nature that she actually, this is again, speculation, not confirmation. In other words, when we contacted the police, they would say nothing about it. When we contacted her, the publisher, she said, oh, she was on vacation that week and wasn't gonna speak to work-related stuff. In other words, it went down. Nobody wants to say anything. They don't wanna go on record, but believe me, it went down. So this person, this certain political candidate said something to her that was so offensive that she actually contacted the police. Lord Jehovah, what are you telling me? Yes. And I thought to myself, that is such a crazy story. Who shows up to a job interview and says something sexually inappropriate and not just sexually inappropriate, but what she at least thought amounted to an actual criminal offense. That's why you call the police. I was like, damn, are Caymanians really that ass backwards? Are we that stupid that as a man, you'd go to job interview and you would say something? So I'm trying to find the, the initial message that we received about this because you guys are going to find this interesting. But basically, the message was like, hey, um, you need to look into this story. Uh, this is an individual who... Um, you know, had the police called on them because of something they said during this, this interview. And I thought to myself, oh my God. So I sat on it and then somebody else said to me, hey, Sandy. Have you heard of this situation? And I'm thinking, Lord Jesus, now you know that this story is legit. People don't want to speak on it, but it's totally legit. Now this person comes back and says, here's what I have heard was said. Apparently this political candidate has a um, desire to talk about how well endowed they are. Say what? Hmm. So they go around and others have heard it in um, kind of like social environments, but not with people. Like, I don't know who you can, who, who do you say that to as a man, right? This is like people sending around pics of your privates. Who do you think it's appropriate to send those kind of pics to? You shouldn't just randomly send those pics to people. Because there's something highly inappropriate about you doing it to someone that you're not in that kind of a relationship with. You're trying to entice people by sending them pics of your privates. And oftentimes it's people that you don't even know. And then you go back later on and claim that you were drunk. That's always the excuse, you know. Child, I, I'm, I'm still debating whether or not to really out this politician because like I said, um, no one wants to go on record with this. And it's very, very concerning because 
what he allegedly said um, is the fact that he is so well endowed that somehow that must impact his performance to be able to do the job as talk show hosts over at Cayman Crosstalk. I don't know what the hell that has to do with that, to be honest. But what was the angle? Like, oh, I'm, I'm hung so whatever that, you know, give me the job because I'll definitely, any job I get because of my privates being so wonderful, I'll be able to do such a great job. I, I, my, my mind literally was blown. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Who does that? Right? And I think to myself, is it a case of a certain type of personality, uh, especially with men, are attracted to politics? Like you got this power ego thing going on and somehow that's connected to your sexuality. So you're attracted to the world of politics because that's also a position of power. Or is it that when you get into a little bit of a position of power and this person wasn't elected, so, you know, they're not there yet. Imagine if they got there, what the hell would happen? What, what would they be talking about then? That that brings out that part of your personality where you don't have any good sense. <laughs> King says big D energy. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what drives that type of discussion in a professional setting. But it is beyond, yeah, Debbie, I know, I know, I'm just like, you know, it's, it's crazy. And the thing is, I reached out to this individual and I said, are you aware that Kathleen Capetti, Capetti, Capetta has filed a police report against you for something you said during an interview with her? Are you sure you didn't say anything? And they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Because apparently having that discourse with someone in an, in an interview is such a normal thing for you that it wouldn't stand out that that was highly inappropriate. I can't even imagine what her response was. Like, seriously, she must have been like, Ugh. right then I would have been like, get out. The interview's over. Get out of my office. You are fired before you're even hired. That's just disgusting. Y'all need to stop it. The point of this is the behavior needs to stop. Today is, what is this, June the 7th? You've all been issued one warning shot. Some of you have gotten the chance of a lifetime, your last hooray to go in there and retire on a good note and you still being witnessed at country and Western sloppy drunk. Really? How many chances do you think life is going to give you as a politician? You need to get it together. You've got four years to do a job and to do right by this country. There's no guarantees that you'll be reelected. Might I remind you that you're not on the job to solicit women, to say anything appropriate to women. It's not your job to be going out to bars and acting sloppy and acting like the fool. 
Not to mention you're a real embarrassment to your wives. They may be turning the other way, but there are people in this other people in this community who are surely saying something to them. And for those of you who have teenage children and so on, maybe your teenage children, some of them young girls and boys, are paying attention to your behavior as well. Hmm. Y'all need to behave. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. I think every single politician who's listening this morning gets the point. First point is you carry no favor with CMR or the voters for bad behavior. Yes, we like you and we've elected you, but we will unlike you and unelect unelect you the same way we put you in. Number two, we have high expectations of this government. They got a lot of mess to clean up. They're in the middle of a pandemic. You guys need to figure out how to reopen this country safely. You've got your hands full. Somebody needs to fix education. I don't think it's going to be Juliana O'Connor Conley. So Kathy's there trying to hold her hand and trying to learn the ropes. Maybe Kathy can help her. But someone has to fix everything that's going on in this community. We have a lot of high hopes. She made a lot of campaign promises. We know you can't deliver them all in four years. Now, let me say this much. Um, the leader of the pack. Mr. Um, Premier Wayne Panton, Minister Chris Saunders. They're there working hard from what I understand. Uh, the entire group had a um, some sort of, a, we're going to put that up later on the website. They sent that to us. They had some sort of, a, um, what do you call it? Um, retreat last weekend team building. These things are important. Yeah, that's perfect. Do all of those things. But you need to do a little bit more than that in the sense that you need to ensure that the rest of your behavior is reflecting well on yourself and the leadership of your organization, of the pack. And it also reflects on this country and the people of this country who made the decision to put you guys in charge. So this was back on April the 30th. This person said, did you hear that the Compass publisher, Kathleen Capetta, filed charges, which wouldn't be the right term exactly. It would have just been a complaint against so-and-so for harassment or assault. Come to find out it was because of what that candidate said to her. During um, an interview, we emailed the police. They've not responded. And trust me, when they do not respond, and we've asked them on more than one occasion about it, when they don't respond, that's because you hit the nail right on the head. But perhaps she has decided not to move forward with any um, charges. I don't really know. So... Cameron, we get we give everybody one chance. Trust me. You have no idea how much we ignored even with the last government. They would want you guys to believe that we were calling them out left, right, and center. Um, there's a lot that we allowed to slide, you know. And then when they're so blatant with it, when they're going to their, their little birthday function, and picking up the Colombian girl and, and taking her with them. And we got photos and all kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that you're just like, come on, no. We can't continue to ignore it. 
Um, Alden proved us all it can be done in the matter of weeks. Remember, they got a pay raise. Oh, child, please. Where is Alden, by the way? Hanging out on the farm and still getting paid over $8,000, $9,000 a month? Mm -mm. Good morning, Lucia. Um, well, the Minister of Health and Wellness done start of Shady. She better enjoy these past four years. Done start of Shady. What does that mean? She's shading her constituents? Well, I tell you what, some of them have gone in having to recover <laughs> from a bad situation. If they have a formidable um, opponent in the next election, they're going to have a very challenging time. And this is why I think a lot of you need to really get it together. You ran the last time. You didn't get in. Don't go hiding back in your little crab hole. Continue to serve the people and show us what you're all about. We want to know if you got the stamina to stick with it for the people. Someone mentioned that they saw the former premier hanging out at Salty's. Listen, all of us have a right to enjoy a little bit of a private life. There's nothing inherently wrong with going out to a bar and even having a few drinks. Get yourself a designated driver if you've had one too many. I'm not some prude who's telling you to go to church every Sunday and every Wednesday and every Friday and don't do this, do that. I'm not about that life. But what I'm saying is there are certain things that honestly you should know better. That once you're in the public eye, even if you engaged in that behavior before, if you are in the public eye, you need to shape yourself up. Because now everyone is going to be looking at you going, do we really want a minister who has more time for womanizing out there, um, spending time trying to find a side piece, all this kind of stuff? You got a wife that you should be investing some time and energy in. And if you have any extra energy outside of what you're supposed to be doing for the country, then Focus on that. Let's move on. We have a couple of shootings over the weekend to report about as well. So, um, someone, um, there was an incident at the jungle. And, and let me just say this, um, Debbie says they need to hire you as their PR. I'm, I'm not so sure that that's going to work, Debbie, because um, PR is normally trying to make people look good even when they're doing bad. We can't do that here. We can make you look good when you're doing good. And every single one of them knows this by now. This is the thing that I find so incredibly ironic. They all know that they're not getting a pass with me, right? And so you would think that that alone would be like, hmm. Well, I don't want to see him hard to find out about this. Behave. It, it sounds so simple, but yet it looks like it's really hard for some of y'all. I had one politician say to me, Sandy, I'm no fool. Even if I was doing something before, now that I'm in politics, oh, hell no. If you were a person who never, you know, talked to me before and don't even walk up to me, be trying to give me your number or trying to pretend like you're interested, 
Okay, this is just the kind of setup that will ruin your life. That's a smart man. I'm like, yeah, y'all better learn to behave yourselves. Kathy says, if the backbenchers, any high-level civil servants continue to not show up for work, shouldn't they be reprimanded just as any other civil servant would be? <laughs> Especially making that kind of money? And have their salary adjusted? Nope. In the world of politics, they don't have to do a thing. They don't have to show up to hardly anything. And they still get paid. And here's the kicker. We're still electing them every four years. Hmm. Y'all wait till the next election. Ooh. Uh, uh, uh. If you think CMR was hot this time around, you wait for it. Shall I'm going to lose me a good 25 pounds between now and then. And I'm going to be hitting the track running. We started early with election coverage this year. We're going to do the same thing next year. And we're going to bring it all to you. I'm making a little list on every politician so that I don't forget because y'all know my memory. By next weekend, I done forgot what happened this weekend. So I will be endeavoring to do my best to make some notes. My little black book will be full of notations on all of you that will be coming up during the election. And I will not allow the people to um, forget. So let's move on to the shootings. Thank you, Cece. Uh, two things happened. There was an incident at Jungle in the early morning hours of Saturday, around 2.30, I think is what the police said. Um, so there's a shooting incident there. Initially, we'd heard that the young man had gotten shot in the privates, the gonads, the family jewels. However, we now understand that um, that didn't likely happen. It turns out that... Um, he was shot in the thigh. So he's very fortunate. Very close. <laughs> I mean, it might not have exactly been the family jewels, but the thigh is close enough, you know. It is close enough to make me want to go, oh, what? Uh, no, sir. That's scary. Very, very scary. So, um, all I can tell you is be careful out in these streets. The other thing is, um, there was another incident last night at Everglow Bar. I'm assuming this is the early morning hours. So my understanding now is that um, that incident may have seen two people shot. The police are still on location this morning. And they are reports, unofficial, unconfirmed reports, is that someone got shot in the chest and the leg. Uh, a young man from West Bay. We do have a name, but we won't put the name out there quite yet. And um, that's the, the situation there. So that's a hot mess. Two shootings and one weekend in the Cayman Islands.
A mask, someone said a mask robbery at a bar in Dump Road. Um, so that's Everglow. That's who we're talking about. So, yes, not a good look. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing if you're shot in the chest and the leg, you probably are still in the hospital, perhaps in critical condition. As soon as we have um, some additional details on that incident, we will certainly let you all know. So um, I'm just trying to see if we have any footage or anything. I don't think anyone has sent any footage of that yet to us. So that's pretty much all we have at this point. Um, we do have a name as well for the young man who was shot at Jungle Bar. Um, I, I don't know um, what's going on, except our young people have ready access to guns. Um, they think that the solution to everything is obviously just shooting each other. And so, you know, the police have to be out in enormous presence to try to address a lot of these things. So uh, what can I say except be careful? And there's certain locations that are hotspots. So let's be quite frank here. This Everglow bar, dump bar next to it, Vicks bar, whatever they're calling it these days, they all have a reputation in that vicinity of being areas in which things will pop off and happen. But so does the Strand. Unfortunately, how many people have lost their lives at the Strand or been stabbed or whatever? It's just the sort of thing that once you draw a younger crowd, it appears that um, you know this is is the outcome. So someone says a young man who got shot at Jungle Bar, uh-huh, is, okay, he got shot in the thigh, very lucky. I will update you when I get more details. Yes, yes, we heard it was the thigh and not the other part. Um, he's, he's very lucky. Um, okay, well, two shootings, one weekend, and this is a sleepy little place called the Cayman Highlands. Shocker. In addition to uh, that, unfortunately, we also had some deaths to report over the weekend. Some people lost family members. So we wish to extend our condolences to the family uh, members who have lost a loved one this weekend. Um, Julie says the next election might be sooner than four years. Well, you know what? Make them sit there thinking that they're going to get four years. Um... Yeah, they sound right now. So Josara says, um, let me just go back. I think she's referring to something CC. Okay, um, two people got shot. Okay, well, we're hearing of one shot in two locations. So we'll see. Uh, two people got shot. Okay, we'll find out. Um, they should up every day when they had seats, but now they're back bench. Yes, child. 
That's why I always have enough respect for Kenneth Bryan. He always showed up and showed out and did more working for from the backbench. And I think that's what Josaria was um, commenting about. Um, someone needs to find a hobby. The MP dodged a bullet this morning at CMR. MPs, plural, more than one. I'm thinking of two, three specifically. One is a bit older and still drinking, and the other two. Y'all really just need to behave. Miss Darlene says, I have um, offended, wonder why the government, often, I think, wondered why the government not grooming some of these young polit people for politics. I see a lot of potential, essentially, especially when they're doing the youth parliament, the reason uh, we keep the same old, same old running for seat in our parliament. Yes. Um, definitely some potential there. I mean, those kids are obviously very, very young. They're still in high school, so they've got a long ways to go. But yeah, there's lots of things that can groom people. But you know what's happening? The reality is they're the ones that are in there now, they're being groomed by the wrong ones. They're being, being groomed by the ones with bad behavior. They need to hang out with the ones who have had, had a couple lessons in life and know better. Um, can't. Karen says, Cameron, you need to pick sense some nonsense and you can figure it out. Well, yes, Ms. Morna, this gun violence um, and just violence in general in our society is uh, very, very disturbing. Um, Ms. Ann says, the horrible instance always seems to happen in the wee hours. Maybe it's time to reverse the closing hour back to midnight. Well, you know what? Um, there's a saying that nothing good happens after midnight. And um, it's just that when people are out and they've been out for a couple hours and they're out drinking and they're more than likely to get involved in these altercations and, you know, start pulling out weapons and that sort of thing. So I'm not entirely surprised um, that these things happen into the wee hours of the morning. Now, I don't know, is, is the solution to start shutting down the bars? Because you know what actually ends up happening is you encourage these illegal sessions because people can still party into the wee hours in the morning. You know, you can't force everybody like curfew time to go to bed at 10 o'clock. They're going to still find a venue, even if it's not an official bar, to then be hanging out and causing trouble. We need to start addressing some of the underlying issues because telling an establishment that you have to close early is probably just a band-aid on the situation. The criminality that we have in this community, in this country, and by extension in the entire Caribbean region is something that we need to start discussing and, um, and addressing in a holistic manner. Now, I know that those solutions don't come overnight. We always look at the policing angle because we figure, well, can't the police do more right now? Can't they have a presence everywhere? Speaking of police presence, they were at the airport last night. So when I got back from the BRAC, the police were at the airport. Um, you know, when you, you go around the airport, so most of us left our vehicles in long-term parking or we had somebody pick us up. You come around the airport to arrivals, people jump in, loot, you know, you're not supposed to stay there. You load up and you normally go straight out. Well, they were having people turn around at that point. 
And the first person I saw was actually one of the ministerial vehicles. And I thought, where is this black SUV going? I'm like, surely they've made a mistake. But I'm thinking, oh, maybe they passed the minister and then decided to make an illegal turn and go back for him. I thought it was kind of weird, but I'm like, okay. Because I didn't even see the police officer directing people to turn around. So when we got in our vehicle and we were about to drive out of the airport, we drove up a little bit. And then we saw right before you start to get to the departure section, there was an officer there directing people to turn around and go in the opposite direction. And you know, you're not supposed to exit out of the parking lot in the wrong direction. So we're like, okay. So we start going, there was another car in front of us and we're keeping to the inner lane. Cause remember now there are people coming into the airport who, by the way, have no idea that cars are being directed to go out of the airport through the entrance. And so they're honking at us. Like there was a car, like I said, right in front of us, somebody else coming in, honking at them, rolling down their window, cussing them and carrying on. We're following police directions to get out of the airport. I'm really surprised of the three accidents that happened last night. I must say that I am surprised that none of those were actually um, at the at the airport because that was a head-on collision waiting to happen. And then I had a friend call me who was also coming in on the Brack flight. And they said when they were going out, people cussing and carrying on at them. And they're like, listen, the police are the ones who are directing us to go in this direction. And in fact, when they said to the officer, officer, why don't you guys have someone at the entrance? At least letting those people know, okay, you stay in this lane because we have traffic that's coming through the wrong way, but we'll have them come into the one. None of that. You know what the police officer told them? We don't have the resources for that. And then gave them an attitude, stood up there looking at them and gave them an attitude. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you legit kidding me right now? So I was like, what is going on at the airport? Come to find out. I'm thinking it's some kind of national emergency why we're all going the wrong direction. It's a film crew filming at the airport. Really? You have people going in the wrong direction, almost killing other other people. And you're talking about you don't have the capacity to deal with that, to have another officer placed there to avoid a traffic accident because of a film crew, which you would have known when this was going down and why they allowed this film crew to come in when a Brack flight, which was delayed, but nonetheless, the flight, uh, you know, you have to give it within reason. The internet was up and down all day yesterday, so that delayed a number of um, flights. Well, I think the only flight really that was coming in was a Brack, Black, Brack flight. So that flight was delayed. People were tired and they wanted to get home. They're feeling miserable. And... Um, here you are directing traffic in the wrong direction and then talking about the police don't have enough resources. The police don't have enough resources? No, this just sounds like bad planning on someone's part. They didn't bother 
to say, I don't know, I don't know who did this. CIAA in conjunction with the police and this film crew. And they seem to pick the worst possible time to um, do an actual um, film. Like to go out on the road and actually film a scene. Morning traffic. Remember last week they had people pissed off because they're in morning traffic trying to film a scene? Oh, the benefits of the Cayman Islands. We've got all these people here and we're going to we're gonna indirectly make money and they're probably going to be using us in some money laundering theme for um, the movie that they're shooting anyway. I'd like to see the plot line and how the Cayman Islands get a positive mention in those films. Instead of, oh, we're in the Cayman Islands laundering money. I tell you what, if any of those films, if that is a, the plot line, I'd be very disappointed that we even allowed them entry to film here because I'm sick and tired of that foolishness. Anyway, so that was what was popping off and aggravating people at the airport last night. So Ms. Sue says, um, all used to be safe to go out and enjoy yourselves dancing, no problem. Times have changed because unfortunately, the um, young people have changed. You know, they're not the same. They don't want to just go out and have a few drinks and have a good time. They're all about a different kind of lifestyle. Louis says guns do not kill people by themselves. Education and enforcement needs to set up. Um, Cameron says, I'm surprised no political candidate held the RCIPS to the fire during their campaigns. Well, there's a lot of things that they didn't really discuss. Oh, honey child, Leroy, thank you very much. We will talk about that situation as well. What's going on at the governor's residence? Well, let's stick a pin. Let us talk first about um, the accidents last night. So there were three accidents last night in Cayman. And the second I got off the plane, someone messages me and says, Sandy, there's been a bad accident and Shamrock. Thank God they messaged me because I was like, oh, honey child, I can take the bypass and get home. So I said to my husband, bypass, please. Newlands bypass. So here was accident number one. All right, folks, so that was the first one on Spot Street. Um, pretty serious. And then within minutes, there was another one where a poor guy got licked off of his bicycle on, um, what's the name of the road here? Off of Eastern Avenue. And this was a hit and run. Mm -mm -mm. Seriously. Knock the man off his bicycle and don't even have the decency to stop. Just kept driving. And then within minutes of that one, another one in West Bay, in West Bay Road. Look at this. 
a head-on collision with these two vehicles happens as well. I was like, what is going on tonight? The blue car, it's alleged in this situation, is driving on the wrong side of the road. Either drunk or high or something. And then look, two cars all smashed up. Thankfully, I understand that no one was killed in any of these incidents. But literally within a two-hour space of time, oh gosh, somebody just reminded me I'm supposed to take my antibiotics, which I totally forgot. Oh, Lord. Thank you for the reminder. Let me go and grab them. My apologies. Um, give me one second. Oh, my gosh. You guys are the best. And my brain is like, I don't know why. Hold on here now, folks, because you know, totally forgot. I'll be right back after these messages. Miracle Brokers International is Cayman's premier source for all your packing, moving, and logistics needs. Whether it's moving a baby grand piano for a concert or moving halfway around the world, we have you covered with our team of local and international experts. MBI has over 30 years of industry experience and are able to get the job done for you right the first time. Contact us today for all your packing, moving, shipping, and logistics needs at 949-5989 or email info at miraclebrokers.com. What a mess. Thank you, my dear, for reminding me. Wow. All right. I took it 45 minutes late, but I took it. Um, so yes, three accidents within a couple hours of each other. Um, and that's probably not counting any minor fender benders because God knows how many of those there may have been as well. Ay, ay, ay. Neilis says all different types of film crews coming in uh, during lockdown, the pink shot for the whole day to film and block off the parking with a big, big truck with film equipment about two weeks ago, guessing this is a new way to make money. Well, I'm not saying not to let them in, but there has to be a balance struck between, um, you know, inconveniencing people, especially at the airport, I think. Thank God that obviously, you know, there's only the one flight that I'm aware of that was actually coming in. Uh, Kevin, hello, Kevin, joining us from um, Florida. Says when film crews get um, or hire the assistance of sworn officers, it should be done by off-duty police officers and all expenses should be paid ahead of time. Whatever the RCAPS charges should cover all expenses possible to carry out the mission. Planning... That's the key here. Should be done ahead of time to determine the amount of resources needed before approving the off-duty detail. That's how it's done here in America. Hmm. Well, this officer was in uniform, so I don't know if, um, and that's a good point, Kevin, and Kevin is right. That's the sort of thing that you don't use regular police manpower for in the sense that, um, you know, that duty, that um detail should be done by an off-duty officer or officers who are being paid extra in order to facilitate the filming, um, just like when they were following the vehicle the other day as well. 
I mean, you might have to put them in uniform and give them a car or whatever for, for safety purposes, but still they shouldn't be on the RCIPS payroll at that moment. The film crew should be paying for it. And I completely agree with you, Kevin. And I will actually ask the question from the commissioner if that's what was happening last night. Would be interested to know if the police are getting paid for this. Are we just being fools and offering the service for free? Um, Louis talks about legal gun regulations. We'll have to have that discussion one day. Um, Blissful says rumors has it that it's for the new TV series, The Bachelorette. It will be filmed here. Well, they've got like seven film crews here or something ridiculous right now. So there is more than one on this island all at the same time. It's good to see that finally, because remember when, uh, when we had initially talked about the possibility, I think because of Frankie Flowers and his connections with the film world, eventually um, we talked about, you know, the world of filming here in Cayman and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's good to see that some of it's finally coming to fruition. Ellen wants to know if they go into quarantine. Yes, that's why that guy spent 30 days in jail recently. Do you guys remember him? The Canadian film director. Because he came here and took off his, his um, wristband and was in the pool with the nanny and the kids. And then they argue that he had ran out of money and he'd been fired from the job. So don't put him in jail. Well, the judge did not agree. So I'm sure he's out of prison by now. But um, yes, you breach quarantine and you will go to jail. And so they have to be in quarantine. So um, the other bit of sad news over the weekend is that we lost a number of people in our community. So Mr. Keith Tibbetts um, Jr., I think he was a junior, I'll double check, passed away on um, Saturday. So our condolences goes out to his family. I know that he had not been well, I think, for, for quite some time. Um, but of course, you know, regardless of that, it's always a significant loss to the family members. So our sincere condolences to his family. Um, we also had a gentleman pass away in quarantine. In fact, his last day of quarantine, which is just, uh, I, I mean, the timing, but death respects nobody. I mean, honestly, death just doesn't care. So unfortunately, um, He died yesterday morning as he was, I guess, getting ready to come out of quarantine, which is so sad by himself. Oh, unbelievable. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Anyway, our sincere condolences uh, to his family as well. He was um, an employee at Cayman Airways. Um, everyone from the sounds of it said he was a really nice guy, a father, a husband. And, um, you know, we extend our condolences to his family as well. Now, there was a rumor afoot of somebody else um, who they say had passed away, but thankfully they hadn't. So this this particular death happened at the Holiday Inn um, of the gentleman in quarantine. Quite ironically, on his social media page, he had posted up how he was like um, the day before 
that him and the Ching Chings, the little blackbirds, were getting ready to come out of quarantine. And I thought, oh my gosh, so sad. So sad. But um, yes, unfortunate. That, that situation is just really, really unfortunate. So um, his name, um, I'm not disclosing it, but it's everybody already knows who it is. It's in wide circulation. But I think what ended up happening is people were confusing his shortened name with another guy who'd not been well, who has a shortened name. And um, so they were essentially saying that this other guy who's originally from the Brack had died, but apparently he is alive and well. So if you guys have heard that story, you know who I'm referring to. He has been sick, but he has not died. So that particular story isn't true. Someone actually spoke to him this morning, in fact. So let's talk about Lovell, shall we? Jesus, where are you? Because you need to take the entire bus on this situation. So Lovell, um, as we have all come to know her, Lovell Marriott, is um, quite shockingly involved in... She does her her flag um, waving and, you know, I, I don't know what to make of Lovell. I, I'm really seriously confused about the situation because I have heard that, you know, she's been diagnosed. This is why she has a heart on for Dr. Lo Lockhart because she's been diagnosed by Dr. Lockhart as someone who has mental health issues. I would hope the professional would know more than me whether she has mental health issues or not. But at the same time, there are people who are friends with her who say that um, she doesn't have any mental health issues. And there's a gentleman who stopped me in the bank the other day and he's like, he talks to her every single day. And they know each other quite well. And so he's like, there's nothing wrong with her. Now it's weird for a lay person to say there's nothing wrong with her, but yet she engage, engages in this type of behavior, which clearly indicates that something not quite firing in all cylinders. Am I right? But at the same time, when a lay person says, well, there's really nothing wrong with her. I, I don't know. Does that mean that we're just not equipped as lay people to know when someone actually has a mental health issue? Could we really be missing it at that level? Entirely possible. I don't know what it is. But I can tell you this behavior, the way in which she protests, that isn't normal. Protesting, yes, people feel passionate about something. She's saying that she's been wrong. Apparently she wants all this money, which she ain't going to get from this government or any other government. Um, people are saying, let's listen to her. Let's hear what she has to say. We've invited her on the show. Lovell, I'm still waiting for you to make an appearance. Come and tell us what is going on. What is the issue? We want to hear from you. But what she does and how she does it, she knows how to, number one, escalate a situation. So it wasn't enough that she was out there with all these signs, 
her bati riders. You guys have seen them. Short, short, super shorts. She must wear heels, and we know she got other clothes. And she dances. I've seen her dancing and whining and what do these young people call it now? What do you call this grinding up stuff that they like to do? I can't remember what it's called now. Anyway, she's out there doing the most to gain attention. And when that wasn't enough, and Kathy reminds us that this is the second person that's actually passed away in quarantine. That's very sad. When that wasn't enough, um, twerking. Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> yes, child. I couldn't even, Louis said it first. I couldn't even remember what the heck it's called, but twerking. Working and twerking it. Bubbling. Is that what it's called too? Anyway, yeah, she's out there twerking, like legit twerking. I mean, I have seen videos of her and I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, she's out there twerking and working it. And people are kind of getting used to that, ignoring her still. And then what does she do? She brings out the Jamaican flag. Now, you know Lavelle been out there protesting for a minute. And she didn't start out with the Jamaican flag. But she's up the ante last week and brought out the Jamaican flag because she knows that Caymanians and anybody would feel this way. I want to see y'all go Jamaican, start protesting and bring out the Cayman flag and see what they would do for you. So here she comes now with her um, Jamaican flag. And I think this is to get her attention because obviously the twerking and the extra short shorts and the high heels uh, was no longer doing it. We were kind of ignoring her. So here now she comes with the Jamaican flag to try, try to insult us and dig in a little bit. And she got the responses that she was probably looking for because a couple people have stopped out there and cursed her out. This not Jamaica. They say, what the hell? If, if you feel so proud to be posting out here, po protesting out here with your Jamaican flag, this is what they've been saying to her. Get on the plane. We'll pay for your one-way ticket and get the hell out of here. Now... Don't make it a Cayman versus Jamaica situation because when the Honduran nationals and the Cuban nationals were out there protesting, not Honduran, Cuban nationals, were out there protesting with the Dominican lady, with their flag, we were equally as insulted. You know, you're here on refugee status. You don't protest with your flag. What are you protesting with your flag for? You love your country that much? We will arrange for a one-way ticket, Right? You can understand the sentiment. So Lavelle is originally from Jamaica. I have also heard on this question of her sanity. I have also heard that anytime she returns to Jamaica, she is more than seen the second she gets off the plane. And this is from like NAU staff, because apparently we also support her as a government. Now, Lavelle has a little bit of a hard on for me. She claims that I got her fired from some job at, um, where did she say she used to work? One of the radio stations. And honest to God, I don't even know who Lavelle is. 
I didn't hear about Lovell. I'll tell you the first time I really became conscious of who she was. She was protesting out by immigration right across from the government building some years ago. And we actually carried the story on our website because she was out there saying how government was refusing. Um, yeah, she is Jamaican. She's Jamaican. She was saying that government was refusing to give her a scholarship. And I'm thinking, well, that's not right. If this woman wants a scholarship, I think she claimed she wanted to go to law school at the time. I'm like, you know, if she wants a scholarship and she wants to go to law school, then why not give her a scholarship? To me that, you know, like I said, she had me convinced. This was September. Um, let me see here now. This was September of 2019. But hold on it. Hold on a second now. Let us let us step back in time. Because I've just realized that I actually reported on her in December of 2017. But I had no idea who she was. Oh my God. Huh. Let me back up here. I was just searching the website um, to see what we had done on her on the website. And honest to God, I did not even remember this incident. So let me let me show this to you guys because you may not remember this either. Lovell has been at this for a minute. Whoa, hold on. So this, when I just did the search, right? I was remembering, let me just do it again. You can go here, just typing Lovell, Ariat. I was only remembering this incident about woman begs for scholarship for medical school. That was 2019. Oh, honey, child, it turns out that she was on her radar from two years before that. Spirited woman in Georgetown performing. Let us refresh our memories, shall we? So this was December the 7th. Oh, my God. Seriously? Let's have a look. Right by the police officer. There she is. Always wearing these super short shorts. Let me put the link here in case y'all missed that story. Because back then, she didn't have any flags up or whatever. She wasn't going on like that yet. Um, so this one says a spirited woman was up by Hero Square, adjacent to the courthouse at 1.30. Okay, several videos of her performing in front of police officers. So here she is again, right in the middle of the road. Mm-mm-mm. Hmm. So... Kim Airways staff, this reminds me, I've, I've heard this story. They actually had to contact the police about her and ban her from coming into Kim Airways office. So this story says she was identified as Lovella Marriott, but turns out that's Lovell. Owner of Divine Destiny School of Dance, and it says here, many were concerned about her mental health um, and erratic behavior. 
so from then people are saying she needs to be in a mental ward other people are saying what's the big deal well fast forward then to 2019 she was by the um this is her she was by the passport office that building there protesting saying no to any you i need a scholarship okay so i mean at the time i didn't make the connection in my head boy she loves her a short short no sir looks like that's all she has in her wardrobe um saying that she needed a, she needed a scholarship and i was honestly like if the woman wants a scholarship give her a scholarship but lord now i could see why there would be an issue with that So she claims that she had a job. Um, these guys took her water and food. But she claims that she had a job um, at a radio station. And then the last time, then in November of 2019, you guys remember this. This is when she was actually out by the roadway, blocking the roads, blocking traffic trying to get people, you know, kids were getting out of the car, walking with parents to school because the traffic was so bad. And then of course she wasn't making it any better because she was actually putting debris in the road saying that she needs justice. Now, what I know about Lavelle is one day I accidentally picked her up and oh Lord Jehovah, did I live to regret that. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I saw this woman on the side of the road. She's flagging me down, very similar to how she's waving those flags right now. And believe me, I should have just kept driving, but trying to be a good Samaritan. Y'all know how it go. Mm. So, uh-oh, look at me sitting down. <laughs> My apologies. I had to take a little seat here. Um, so I, I should have just adjusted my camera down, but it's such a pain. I'll stand back up in a second. So yes, child, I picked up Laval, and next thing I know, Laval is in my car and telling me this story about Dr. Larkhart. And I said, oh, shit. Now I know who she is. Oh, why did I pick her up? Anyway, I was just like, man, let me, but I told her I wasn't going far because I was actually just going to Alexandria place from the airport. So I said, you know, I'll take you as far as that. And that's it. Okay. No problem. Mm -mm -mm. She had on short shorts that day too. Anyway, honey child, I take her there and she starts telling me this story in the way. I was like, oh, um, Lord help me. And she's going on and on and on and on. But Dr. Lockhart. So what I was able to ascertain is Dr. Lockhart gave her um, a uh, diagnosis that apparently she is I can't remember if she told me bipolar or schizophrenic, but he's definitely 
said that she has some kind of mental issue, right? And she is saying that that diagnosis amounts to a death sentence. This is how she explained it to me. Because it will negatively impact the rest of her life and the life of her children and her family and this, that, next thing. And I'm thinking, well, if you don't have any mental health issues, then you just live your life and be normal. Or if you get a little bit of medication, there's nothing wrong with that. You take the medication, but she seems to think the very diagnosis is a death sentence. And that's why she keeps saying that he tried to kill her. That's one of the reasons anyway. Anyway, I listened to the story and then she started to get a little bit animated in my vehicle. That if the governor didn't listen to her and if Alden McLaughlin didn't listen to her and if the government officials didn't listen to her and if people that came out and listen to her, she was going to call down all sorts of fire and brimstone on the people of the Cayman Islands. I was like, okay, now this is where you and I start to have a little bit of a divergence of how this should be done. Because you can say someone has misdiagnosed me. This is wrong. You know, I want a lawyer. Da, da, da. That's fine. I'm all about you and your rights. But when you start talking about, and I'm a, I'm a woman of the Lord, and the Lord is going to bring down fire in the people that came to islands, and he's going to destroy this country. And I'm like, pump the brakes. Now I'm not feeling you. Okay, honey, we are not on the same page. I'm not about that fire and brimstone and praying bad things on people and trying to put goat mouth on people when you not really got no goat mouth. Although she apparently took credit for the earthquake because she's always saying that we're going to have an earthquake. So when we finally had an earthquake in January of, what was that, 2019? Was that 2019 or 2020? She took full credit for the earthquake. <laughs> I was like, really? You do know we have earthquakes every day, right? <laughs> and it was only a matter of time before we actually had one. But anyway, she took full credit for the earthquake that we had. I was like, I hear you. Then. But yes, she is always going on the most. Nosa? Jasara, let me tell you what ended up happening, how I got her out of the car. Bless his little heart. There was an off-duty police officer. He's actually a police constable. He's he's a pilot, uh, Mr. Um, Arnold. Um, is it um, Brooks? Yes. And he was sitting there watching this. This went on for a good 20 minutes. Like I pulled into the complex and she was supposed to get out and she wasn't getting out. And then she starts hitting the dashboard of my car and things were getting a little bit heated with her. I, I was just sitting there being very, very calm thinking to myself, okay, the last thing I want to do is get her any more agitated. Because God knows, again, I don't want to have to forcibly remove this one out of my car and then I'm the one who's going to end up in jail saying that I tried to assault a crazy woman. That's what I was thinking in my head. I'm just being honest. So I'm just very calm and I'm like, miss, I got to go. I was actually coming in this appointment to go to the dentist to drop something off. I have an appointment. I really must go. And she was not getting out of the car. She was just going on and on and I'm going to curse this one. I'm putting a curse on that one. I was like, uh, why did I pick this woman up? Seriously, I was like, never again. 
Yes, the earthquake of 2020, January 2020. She takes credit for that one. Anyway, so I was like, mm. so this police officer, um, again, he's a, um, a constable, so volunteer police officer, saw what was going on. I think he kind of picked up on the vibes that I needed help, <laughs> please. And so he um, actually came over and said, Miss, you've got to get out of the car and me, the driver, you need to get moving. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord, you just saved me. So I was like, okay, miss, you got to get out. That was my first and only real encounter with her. You know, I've seen her in passing like the other day when we were protesting ourselves, funny enough, out by the um, government building about the formation of government. She came out on like the second or third day of those protests with her little sign. I was like, oh, Lavelle actually protesting something that makes sense now. And I said that to her and she kind of chuckled. But the thing is, when you have a conversation with Lavelle, she does, except for the brimstone and fire and all that kind of foolishness, she doesn't strike me as someone who doesn't know what's going on or doesn't have her wits about her. Like, honestly, we had a regular conversation up until the point she started calling on brimstone on people. So it was just really, really bizarre. Anyway... Um, let me show you what's going on now with Lavelle. So I see some of you talking about the quarantine situation as well. By the way, stick a pin. Um, apparently right now there is a hospital, um, an ambulance back at the quarantine facility. Two ambulances are back there. I don't know what's happening there right now, but this is like live happening right, right now. Two ambulances have arrived back at the Holiday Inn facility. We'll keep you posted as we know and hear more. So this is what's happening with Laval. So let's have a look at a few of these. This is Laval out there. Before she got the Jamaican flag, she just had another flag and she was doing this. Oh, that day she wasn't wearing any shorts, by the way. I've just noticed she was actually in a dress. That might've been the Sunday or close that time that we drove by and my daughter was like, mommy, is that woman swatting flies? or mosquitoes, I can't remember which one she said. But child, my daughter must know because we don't like flies around here. And I'm always swatting them with the little electric zapper to like kill them. So maybe maybe I look like that when I'm swatting flies in my house and my daughter's like, that looks like you, mommy swatting flies. <laughs> so then we got these two videos yesterday. So let's have a look at these and then we'll talk about it. Well, we're here at the governor's resident. We got public work finest here, right over here. See I'm here? Public work finest, they're on the other side of the street. They're about to set up for the Queen birthday parade. 
but apparently they can't get to set up because this lunatic is over here again with a battery right on talking to her her look like her her half sister who's a policeman who not doing anything they look alike and they can't get it set up for the parade um celebration is over there standing up they can't get to set up see i'm there that's celebration see celebration bar over there they can't set up see the police officer there that look just like her she's not doing anything look at her there she got on a battle rider yeah yeah that's what he get yeah 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 so so you see what came and come to now apparently this is all caused by the politician apparently this is what came and come to so um so sweetie what you got to think what you say about that it's a disgrace it's a disgrace yeah, I think so too. It is in front of the governor. This in front of the governor house, you know. Exactly in front of the governor house. But you know these fine gentlemen here. See, I'm there. You know what they're here for? To set up for the queen birthday, but they can't get it set up exactly. because she's there. Exactly. Move her. Is she hanging up on you to make a flags? Does she want Kevin come to the man? You know what I mean? Has to be Kevin flags hanging there. Look at the officer. Where's she going? Get up from there. And she got on V1. That last thing now. How did Graham say she got on weave on? What the hell is that? No, sir. Y'all not easy, nah. Kimanians. Y'all are ridiculous sometimes. Anyway, that was his video that was uh, going viral yesterday. And I tell you what, I was just like, oh my God, what, what what's going on here? Uh, what is really going on here? Like, seriously. <coughs> oh, let me drink some water. My apologies. Mm. Amelia's a boy grandma something else. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, not, he not easy. Not at all. Oh my god. Anyway, um, so that was yesterday. And you know, it had occurred to me from before yesterday that yes, the um the <coughs> the governor is going to be hosting this um, Queen's birthday celebration at his residence. And this is where she has taken up to protest. Now, someone else said, don't you normally need authorization to protest? And this is true. You should inform the police and you're actually supposed to fill out a form and get permission. And by right, the police, I guess, have a right to deny you um, the ability to permission at, to protest at a certain location. But um, I'm pretty sure Lavelle has never done that. She's never got permission, but she's protesting right in front of the governor's residence. Now, here's the thing, all jokes aside, as a Caymanian, that is insulting to us because we're not even doing it, although some of us should be protesting. I mean, I think there was an environmental one a couple um, months back, like during the election cycle. But by and large, Caymanians are not out there protesting about anything. That's why poor Alden was so shocked when we protested against his government uh, post-election because he's like, oh, this has never happened before. Well, it seldom happens that we protest about anything. But sometimes the good people of the Cayman Islands have just had enough. And they're like, enough is enough, man. 
But here she is, not only protesting, but out there with her Jamaican flag, doing the most and making the most in terms of a scene. Whoa. Seriously? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, here's another video that was sent to me yesterday as well. Let's play this one. I wonder if my um my video that went viral had anything to do with the movement or of that lunatic that was here a while ago. Things are looking more like um, like we're back in some sort of control even though I don't notice a lot of people on parade here. Got a lot of strange faces. I remember when I knew everybody on parade. Yeah, but still, at least we got rid of all the foreign flags that were here a while ago. And we are about to celebrate the Queen birthday again. Um, still don't recognize no faces within the parade, but oh look at that officer there. His stomach is hanging over his belt. I know there was K minus at all that he wasn't physically fit to join the force, but he don't look like he's too fit for that. Yeah. But at least the Jamaica waving of flags is gone for right now. cracking up about <laughs> his commentary is like no other look at that police officer with his belly hanging out <laughs> oh god about he know people who couldn't couldn't uh join the force they were told they couldn't pass the fitness test but look at that officer with his belly hanging out mm -mm, Graham. You need a you need a platform of your own, man. You're not easy. Anyway, um, this is <laughs> this is what I know. Um, hot mess. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so apparently I have been informed by another source that um, the police asked her to move. Here it is now. They asked her to move and she obliged them. So I said to myself, um, hold on now, stick a pin, how this gonna work? So on the day of the protest, if they ask her to move and she says no, what is gonna happen? How's that gonna work? Are they gonna forcibly remove her that day? Now she has a theory, and I tell you what, maybe she's bipolar, but she got plenty of sense because here is what she posted, and she posts a lot on her Facebook page. And I must say, most of the time, she is the only person uh, liking her own comments, but some of y'all will be liking them too. You be encouraging the foolishness. Um, but this is what she had to say. And this is an interesting point. 
So this was yesterday. She posted up and said, for the last 30 years, the Queen's birthday celebration is held in Georgetown. They have changed that to the governor's house gate. And she goes on to um, say, because it gets cut off, um, just where I have been in a protest for the last 34 days. Damn, she's been out there 34 days already this time. She's done it before and she left and came back. Now they're demanding that I remove my signs when I declare protest is my legal right. And the police grab my poster, throw them in the car back and left. Tell me what's that? So she has a theory now that the authorities are purposely, uh, they purposely changed the venue in order to um, get her to move. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't know if that's the reason or not. <sighs> Lord Jehovah, what a hot mess. Where's her family? Well, she has children, to the best of my knowledge here. Um, I think she's a daughter that has a job as like an accountant or something I've been told. So she has a couple children. I think she has a son as well. I don't know if the son is an adult as yet, but someone said she has a son and at least a daughter, if not more children. Um, sometimes she talks about having a boyfriend. She's written books. Um, she has some kind of book in one of the grocery stores called Love Notes or something. So I think she um, gives advice on love or something like that. So she sells some sort of a Love Notes thing in the grocery stores. Um, so there's that. And um, I think she may have been on a religious station as well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, those are some of the things that she's done. Yes, I think she might have written a book on marriage and relationships. But anyway, she's some kind of a... Um, uh, what would you call it now? Mm, a life coach, maybe? She's going to give you advice on how to get it right. So one source said in relation to her moving, let me share this for the benefit of all. Let me just pull this up. So this source said um, in relation to Graham's video, um, you should know better. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Please know that the RCIPS intervened and removed her signs and asked her to leave. She was not a hindrance to our rehearsal, nor was she there. Well, I think the video was saying that she was a hindrance to public works getting started. So maybe they were able to move her before the rehearsal, but surely um, public works wasn't able to get started on time because they were standing up there waiting. Benji says, it's all those donuts and patties he's eating, good life. Well, some of us, I'm not, I not really laughing, you know, because I'm not eating donuts and patties, but still, I'm clearly eating a-okay. Um, Sue says, you know, that would never happen in our day. Mm -mm -mm. 
Uh, Neela says we're giving her too much attention. And this has occurred to me as well. Look how Kay managed struggling and suffering, jobless, homeless, mental issues, et cetera. And we don't spend as much time discussing those topics as we do Lavelle. Well, on this program, we discuss all the topics, but listen, this is topical because Lavelle is on the minds of people. I hear even on the other radio station, they're talking about her because she's causing a ruckus. At Jack says she used to sell life insurance too. Oh, really? Okay. There you have it. Kathy comments on the physical um, nature of, of some of the staff at the RCIPS and CBC. Ah, folks, I don't even know what else to say on this topic. I just hope that the Queen's birthday celebrations can go off with, with, uh, without a hitch. And that, um, you know, I guess they can have a, a good time. I don't know. Anyway, folks, it is raining in Lower Valley. Cats and dogs. Whoa, I need a raincoat. Because uh, I just looked outside the window and it is coming down. Lots and lots of rain. It's going to be a rainy day. Sometimes it's raining in town. People are like, oh, do you see all this rain town? I'm like, nope, we're not getting any up this way, but we're getting some today. Thank you for the beautiful rain showers. For the man upstairs, we appreciate the rain. The grass is thankful. Um, we did email the commissioner about the situation at the um, airport last night. He thanked us for the community feedback. And, um, oh, here's a good one. He says, the concern is that the film company pay for police officers to perform traffic control duties on overtime, and it is difficult to understand how the officer mentioned um, can speak to lack of resources. So going back to Kevin's point, thank you, Commissioner. Um, apparently, he sent this at 6.51. So even before we started the show today, the commissioner has informed us that they are paid by the film crew, and they're paid overtime money. And he says that that's why uh, he finds it strange that the officer would even speak about resources, which, you know, when, when beat officers say that, I often think to myself, what do the beat officers even know about resources? They don't know what resources the police have and what they don't have. So normally that sort of thing is um, not coming from the top, that's for sure. So that's interesting. The police commissioner has said that they are paying for it and that's overtime for them. He goes on to say, I will assign this for review by uh, an inspector assigned to deal with the film crew while they're on island. Lack of resources is a common theme from a number of officers, but many reviews have confirmed that uh, it is more about lack of supervision of working personnel, which is being addressed on a daily basis by the command team. Well, thank you, Commissioner uh, Burns. So this has nothing to do with lack of resources. And this is just probably whoever is in charge of uh, allocating and working with the film crew, they just didn't put enough people out there. Thank you. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Um, if you have license plate number 202720 and you threw food out of your car last night, a fast food bag out the window, 
in front of the Lights by Craft restaurant, you've been put on notice that you have been reported to the authorities and they will now try to pull some CCTV footage and investigate the matter. And in addition to that, you also observed taking over, overtaken four vehicles. So the police are aware of your actions. I'm telling you, CMR has eyes and ears everywhere. Um, so now the police will see what you were up to. Y'all, um, y'all better behave because what I'm seeing in the courthouse, the CCTV footage is very good these days. So, um, all these cameras that can pull up your license plate and identify who the vehicle belongs to. Mm. Y'all better behave. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, um, I don't know what's going on over by FedEx, but they're moving kind of slow with my last little shipment now. Uh, here I am rolling my eyes like FedEx. Really, you guys are so good during the pandemic. Don't be slacking off now. Okay, so let me see what's going on in court. I think today for me, honestly will be a day that I stay home and just get some paperwork done because I've, I've got a lot of paperwork that I need to do. So I'm likely to make this a day in front of the computer paperwork. Uh, let me see what's going off in court. So we've got summary court. By the way, we're going to be putting up a story that all of you, I think, will find interesting. We'll talk about it tomorrow about a woman who was stealing somebody else's child. I never thought I would see the day. In the Cayman Islands, but there you have it. Um, let's have a look at the court list. Nilas, Jess, um, the governor, somebody mentioned, oh, the governor must be okay with it. The governor is not happy with it. He's not trying to make it a thing. Like he's not trying to be the driving force behind removing her because, you know, he's very English and trying to be nice to everybody. Um, but I'm sure he'd be cussing under his little English breath every night like that damn woman. Oh, God, I can't drink my tea and crumpets in peace because of her. Lord Jehovah, you know, I can imagine, but he's not happy with the situation. Lovana says she doesn't know what happened to her, but she's a very smart woman. I'm telling you, talking to her, I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. And she said that um, she's a talk normal, and then. Mm. Y'all trying to guess who these misbehaving politicians are. <laughs> um, yeah, they wouldn't pay her mind in Jamaica, but guess what? When she goes to Jamaica, she doesn't do it, which I think is very, very interesting. But apparently when she has episodes here, she has been known to go to um, NAU and carry on. And then she goes to Jamaica and she behaves perfectly fine. Francis says there's a lot of rain in Northside as well. Yes, we're getting some beautiful rain showers here. Um, we certainly need it. My husband, my husband's um, garden will love it. His tomatoes, child. Natasha says it's not FedEx. Customs is the problem again. They have again lost codes and TIN numbers for many. 
Hmm. Customs. Wagwan. What is going on? Oh, fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Um. Anyway, I don't know what to say about that situation, but let's just leave it there. Uh, they need to get it together. All right, let's have a review of the court list. Uh, like I said, the stealing of the child story, I'm going to get done today. It was a very lengthy file, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. But it's it's a lot. My brain was like hurting trying to process what I was actually reading. Um, Leisa says, love your watch. Oh, thank you. Um, sometimes I wear it. This is like one of my daughter's favorite colors now. She's always like, I love, you know, she's getting into calm and precise. It's no longer blue, red. It's teal now, right? So when we were in the BRAC, she's, we went to BRAC Reef to visit some people there. And she's like, this is teal. This is one of my favorite colors. I'm like, I hear you now. So she's getting very, very specific um, about what she likes. So she's no longer four or four and a half because she was four and a half forever. She's like, I'm four and a half. Now she's like, no, no, no. I'm actually four and three quarters because her birthday's in August. I'm like, okay. All right. Um, so yes, thank you very much. I've had it forever. Um, and uh, yeah, big shout out to David too over at Prodigy Jewelers because recently I took all my watches in to get the batteries changed. You know, he does battery, he changes your batteries for you. So yeah, you got dead batteries, just take it to him get you all sorted out. Oops. Apologies. Um, okay. So court news. Let us see what is popping off on the court list. We will share our screen. I don't know why. Why is that flickering like that? Oh, that's not good. Stop. Let me just try it again. Share screen. Ah, there we go. Hmm. Strange. So Magistrate Foldouts has a number of matters before him today. Um, possession of ganja. I don't know who poor Abigail is, but she's got possession of ganja with intent to supply. Oh, no bueno. That's a serious charge. Donovan Connor. Who's Donovan Connor? Donovan Ian Connor has got tons of stuff, failing to surrender, drive with insurance, Expired license, roadworthiness, tons of failing to surrender. Oh, he don't like to give himself up to the police. Plus theft. Derek Ebanks is looking at a bunch of disqualified. Driving while disqualified. Ooh, ooh. he's going to lose his license for even more time. And then uh, drive without insurance, expired license, roadworthiness. That goes on and on. Shirley Forshaw is in court for assaulting police. Garrick's. Sometimes they don't put the person's full name. Trading as real taste. Failure to pay minimum wage. Yes, folks, that is an offense. And um, failing to pay overtime. That is also an offense. Criminal offense, mind you. Shamar Kelly. Breach of curfew. Shamar Kelly. Why does this name sound familiar? Um, was he in court for something else? I feel like he's in court for a more serious offense. Um, causing fear, provocation of violence, obstructing police, brief of curfew multiple times. Um, causing fear, provocation again, again, again. Okay, Anthony Shaw using ICT to annoy, harass, blah, blah, blah. Joelle Solis Posas. 
causing grievous bodily harm with intent, and then some traffic offenses. Joseph Vandell Hurlston failing to comply with enforcement order, hmm, enforcement notice, and also causing fear or provocation of violence. Another breach of curfew. Uh, Monique Williams failing to comply with enforcement order. Criminal sentencing. Uh, Carl, Charles Michael Ebanks, common assault, common assault. By the way, folks, when you name your children, keep in mind that, especially if you have a last name like Ebanks and Powell and, you know, these popular Caymanian names, give them a unique first name because so many people have the exact same name these days. That's why a lot of times you see them put the full name on here because they're like, oh, too many people with the same name. Um, possession of, with ganja with intent to supply. This is Silbert Gardner. So this one is being sentenced. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nikita Lee has a bunch here. Damage to property. Provocation. Carrying offensive weapon. Ooh, failing to surrender. Chanel. Bobisha. Bobesha. Ganja related. We have a Patrick Albert Macfield Jr. Um, assault causing bodily harm, disorderly conduct at the police station, damage to property. Oh, he's got a few. Ganja, damage to property, possession of ganja, consumption, drunken disorderly. Ooh, Mr. Backfield Jr. Theft, disorderly conduct, George Powell, common assault, Shanika Robinson, consumption of ganja, possession of ganja, possession of a utensil in the consumption of ganja. Luis Jesus Soler, burglary. Luis Jesus Soler. Why does his name sound familiar? Okay. Burglary. Hmm. So that's criminal sentencing. Let me just scroll back up. I think, yeah, it did say sentencing. Huh. Okay. And then we have Devante Hernandez. A bunch of stuff, common assault, failing to surrender, ganja, giving a false name. That's also an offense, people. Failing to provide a specimen. That's an offense. Driving without insurance, possession of ganja. Whew, that was a long list. And that's just one magistrate. Then we have another cause list here. Uh, this one is Magistrate McGrath. He's only dealing with a trial today, Monroe David Monroe Ebanks. David Monroe Ebanks. Why does that name sound familiar? Um, is that the child molester one? Oh my God. This is why I tell you folks, y'all better try and learn who your criminals are. This dude molested someone known to him. He is one sick guy. He used to work at the credit union. Oh my God, his case was horrific. Oh, y'all need to read up on this dude. He is sick. Oh, when I heard that name and he's in court again, it's such a sad situation with him because he used to work IT at the um, credit union before he was sent to jail for molesting a young child known to him. And the sad part is the grooming that he was doing, the things that he was doing with this child was just absolutely disgusting. I knew that name sounded a little bit familiar, but again, like I said, so many people with the same name, but when you get that middle name, 
You're not going to find any with that exact name combination, right? So he's in jail. He's uh, having a trial today. Imagine that. Hmm. What a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Wow. I'm trying to get a picture of him. Um, he was actually on the sex offender registry page. Remember, they keep wanting to not give us a registry, but there is an SOR Facebook page, which we handed over to someone in Florida, but I don't think she's really been maintaining it. I need to try and see if I can reach out to her and tell her girl, get on it. But anyway, um, oh, where's this picture? Hold on here now. Oh, yes. Here we go. Such a sad, sad situation. Look at him. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Trust me, if you will abuse a child, you'll do anything. So I don't know now who he's threatening to kill and whatever, but I hope it's not the child victim in that situation or another victim. Oh, y'all need to pay attention. If you got any friends who's dating this man, because I heard some Canadian or some American was dating him, had no idea. Uh, you want to you want to let your friends know to run like hell. Okay. Anyway, criminal trial today before Magistrate McGrath. That's obviously Judge Alone. And then we have another cause list here. Let's see who this one is. Today's going to be a busy day at court. Shane Connor Edwards. Shane Edward Connor. Um, criminal video link. It's probably just a mention before Magistrate McFarlane. Insulting the modesty of a woman. So remember, this was the guy who was alleged to have been going door to door, um, asking sexual favors for from people. And that's probably, um, ooh, a criminal extradition here. And who's Juan Carlos? Hold on here now. Juan, I think this is the guy with the gold bars or something. Is that him? Juan Carlos Gonzalez Infante. Um, gold smuggling. Yes. So I kind of think he got off on the gold smuggling case. This is one of the pilots. And so now this is an extradition hearing to send him somewhere else. Oh, looks like I might have to go to court today after all. Child, I was hoping I could stay home, do some paperwork, but this, this is why the paperwork never gets done because... <laughs> There's always something happening that we got to be reporting on. So that's happening. That's interesting. And then we also have, um, oh, is this, this is the same one I think from before. So I think that one was just a duplicate. Sometimes the court office sends duplicate emails. All right. Let's see if we can see what's going on in grand courts. Um, mm-hmm. Where's the grand court stuff now? Um, da, 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 da. So, oh, speaking of the devil, that just came in. So grand court, we have um, Christopher Perry Bush, who's looking to get a bail variation hearing. And Jashawn Owen Anthony Johnson has, um, I don't know if that's, oh, that's a criminal mention. So remember now, criminal mentions, we can't report what happens during those because that's, you know, kind of some behind the scenes stuff. We have a R. Mervyn Brown, Tony Williams, O'Neill, 
Minot, Ricardo, Drysdale, being concerned with the importation of ganja and paneling of jurors. So this is a jury trial. So we can't say much about that. Don't make any comments here, folks, because that can impact the, the situation. So um, they will start selecting the jury in that situation. So um, Grand Court tends to put out the list for like the entire week. And then they do amendments because, you know, things are always getting changed up and so on. All right, good folks. Um, that's what's popping off at court. So we'll get the, the child stealing story up. It's, it's a bit much to take in, I must admit. So I feel like it requires a little bit of uh, explanation. So we'll get that put up. And then um, that's what we've got for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Al Ebanks, thank you. Sue says bipolar people are very bright. It's a chemical imbalance. We've talked about it before. And a lot of them tend to be very artistic as well. Um, thank you, Miss Monique. Um, yes, court is always busy. I'm telling you, some days you can't clone yourself enough to try to jump into one courthouse, jump in. It's like whew, all over the place. Um, who was working as a boat captain for Dolphin Cove? Not child molester David. You see, this is where something wrong with the system. Because you shouldn't be permitted to be around tourists, especially tourist children. Remember there was another guy too, who was a convicted child molester and they had him working at the turtle farm around people's children. I'm like, there's certain jobs that you shouldn't hold. I, I get that although they're pedophiles and child molesters, that sort of thing. Once they've served their time, we have to find a way to try to reintegrate them into society. You know what my solution would be, but anyway, reintegrate them still in prison, work in the prison yard. But um, around tourists who definitely not going to know around pretend, oh no, that's disgusting. Y'all need to stop. You shouldn't be hiring people in that kind of a job. Um, oh, am I might look at the wrong date? Oh, my apologies. That was Tuesday's list. So his thing is Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry. Sabrina, thank you, my dear, because I've totally looked at the wrong date. They send them in advance. So all of that's popping off tomorrow. Oh, okay. So let's back up a little bit. Yes, you're right. I was looking at the one for Tuesday. So on Friday, they sent out the one for Thursday. So there's one, two, there's traffic. Oh, let's not even look at traffic because, you know, that's going to be so long. But let me see what's going on for today. Okay, that one can't be found, it says. Um, has the court office removed the list already for today? Hmm. Well, one of them can't be found. So this is today, the 7th. So Magistrate McFarland has a Jose Carter Ramirez trial and sentencing. Protected species, marine life. Y'all can't be stealing the lobsters out of season or whatever that is. Conk lobster, those sorts of things. That will land you in court. We also have um, this one, which is the extradition hearing. So, oh, it continues. It'll be today and tomorrow. Okay. Um, and we have 
Oh, that was, this is the grand court list now. So the grand court list was sent out um, the week of the 7th. So let's see what's going on in grand court. So we have some car services limited. That's something in chambers. Royal Bank of Canada. Stephen Marcia McDermott adjustment examination of judgment debtor. That's what JD stands for. Um, that's before Judge just Ramsey Hale. Dalori Walton Garcia versus Wendy Carceres. And so re relief, that's normally divorce matters. Jashawn Owen Anthony Johnson. Marvin Brown, this is the one that we were just talking about the concerning. Coroner's court is going to be in court four. So they have a whole list of people who've died that they're going to be going through. Um, so some of the justices are reading. Um, oh, sorry. I thought I was showing you this. Some of the justices are actually writing judgments. So they're spending their time um, just preparing their judgments. So they're not hearing anything new. There's a mental health one here. Um, they don't really put the names up, I guess, of who that is. That's interesting. A couple new lawyers being called. So that's these three this morning in courtroom five. James K. Dixon, Ciara Marie Hansen, and Helen L. Ebanks. Don't know who any of those are. Hopefully one or two Caymanians in there. Um, again, family matter. Cassandra Jasmine Ebanks. Hmm. Who's Cassandra Jasmine Ebanks? So she's in court. Um, if I can find a woman so in this passport and theft case. Oh, this is a theft case. Oh, this is the young lady who stole from Cayman Dental. Oh, so what is this? Why is she in court? Delivery of sentence judgment. But she's already. Hmm. She hasn't been sentenced yet. Wow. Okay. So that will be an interesting one. So she'll get to find out her fate. Which day is that? Uh, that's. Uh, that's Tuesday. So tomorrow she'll find out her fate in court. Um, mm -mm 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 -mm. Judith Francia Douglas, delivery of sentence. So this is another one. I think this is the one with the, um, this is the one with the immigration, where she was like selling immigration. Um, what do you call it? Like, statuses or whatever when she obviously can't do that huh evita ann dixon i don't know what that one is so there's a couple on here that look very very interesting for this week jeremy beck versus mv cayman limited that looks like a civil matter reuben hesmer hides part her delivery of sentence judgment Legal argument, restay of confiscation order. Oh, this is Canova Watson. So these things with like legal arguments, they happen and you can go to court and listen to them because courts are open. But as media, 
we can't actually report on these things, which is very, very interesting. So there was another judgment in this whole Canova Watson and Bruce Blake situation the other day that we can't report on until after the conclusion of the case. Then we can talk about it by then. Everybody's forgotten what it was about anyway. So something going on in Chambers, Gibson Consultants and Emirates Capital Limited preliminary issues hearing. Midway Resources, so these are winding up petitions. So that's a company that's winding up. Um, CBD uh, Ether Center Limited petition. I don't really know what that is, but it's a video link. Okay, we listened for summons. So yeah, so family court always looks interesting. Um, a lot of people don't get too much into family matters. You know, we just let them deal with what they got to deal with. Case management hearings. So basically a case management hearing is when the lawyers show up. The accused don't normally come to those. The lawyers, the DPP, and then the lawyers for the accused, they show up um, and they try to figure out the way forward. So they kind of lay out a plan so they can stick to, um, they can stick to, you know, whatever, uh, they've got in terms of like the scheduling and that sort of thing. Now, here's one that looks interesting. Uh, Reno Ciantar trading as bread and chocolates versus the crown. So this is a summary court appeal. So they're appealing a decision from the summary court to the grand court. And here's one at Robert Valentino Bodden. Um, I don't know what these cases are about, but they are, uh, the crown obviously won a case against them. And now they are, let me see, Valentino Bodden. Now they are um, Grand Court. This was, um, hmm. I don't really see anything on, on this one. So we'll have to see what this one's all about. But they're basically appealing whatever uh, judgment that the crown got. So that's interesting. So that is a grand court appeal. Um, the crown versus Denkel Vic Barnes. What's he in court for? Part heard bail application. Hmm. What a mess. Mm -mm. Okay, well, folks, lots of strata plans suing people over money. Normally, that's why they sue people. Donita Lee Moise, proprietors of strata plan number 33, win some Prendergast versus Jamaican National Bank. Hmm. Okay, notice of OM, breach of duty. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. So she's suing the bank. Donette Walker, Harneys versus Pineda de la Balina, Harneys law firm. Normally when law, when you see law firms suing people, they only sue when you have money, child. That's all they care about. Um, Bertha George, Edward Louis Scott, a um, bunch of criminal division mentions, Harold Worms, Marlene, Kurt Stephen Carter, Lots of, there's Salvin. He's getting a mention again. This is accused child molester, Salvin Senyon uh, Caballero. So that's getting a mention. Maybe that'll finally get a court date for trial to start. 
Uh, the last time the judge said when he came this time, um, he needed to put in a plea because his attorney was off island and that she was not pleased that there had been so many delays in the case and that the case needed to move forward swiftly because there is a child victim involved. So Jassar says he used to go on the boat and hold the stingrays for the tourists to touch them and other photographers would take the photos, but he wasn't personally working for Dolphin Cove. He was working on the boat we use. Either way, I'm thinking about that. Little girls um, going out there and this dude is working on a boat and they're in their swimsuits. That's bothersome for me. That's very bothersome. I don't know about anybody else, but that's the kind of thing that I do not like to hear. Okay. I can picture the opportunities for him to do stuff and those poor little kids would even know what was happening. Anyway, um, that's the cause list, folks, for um, the week and for tomorrow and today. All right, good folks, please be safe. Uh, it is raining. The roads are now officially wet. What that means is you need to slow down. Don't even just do the speed limit. Slow way down, okay? Take your time. Use your indicator. Um, stay off the phone. Don't do all the things that make you run into other vehicles. You guys have a beautiful day. It's been my pleasure being here again. Big shout out to the uh, KISS 106.1 team of Blake and Aaron. They're back in the hot seat over there doing their morning show. Listen to some nice relaxing music with them. Kick off your mornings. Um, and we will speak to you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 